Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, September 18th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Young readers use ABC books to help them learn the alphabet. Washington University professor D.B. Dowd borrowed the format for his satirical critique of the Trump administration. One thing I really wanted the book to do is to use a form designed for small children to speak to adults about a very serious subject. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin will have a conversation with the author of A is for Autocrat. St. Louis area universities have not experienced any mass coronavirus outbreaks so far, but Lindenwood University in St. Charles has administrators worried. It has more students with the virus compared to other universities in the region. St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports. Lindenwood University sent an email to students this past week warning of a rapid increase in cases of COVID-19 and possible exposures. More than 50 students have tested positive and more than 130 students are in quarantine. The university cracked down in response to a spike in cases after Labor Day. It warned any students partying on campus will be kicked out of housing for the year and will not receive a refund. Lindenwood is in St. Charles County, where bars popular among students do not require masks. A spokesperson for the county health department says it is not aware of any students contracting the virus in a bar, but that downtown St. Charles continues to be of concern. St. Charles County residents in their 20s outnumber all other age groups by at least 500 cases. I'm Kayla Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. The city of St. Louis will bring in residents for jury duty starting next week after months of not holding court due to the pandemic. Washington University infectious disease specialist Dr. Stephen Lawrence says there are ways to make courthouses safer, but there is still a risk. So the ideal situation is that when people are together, they're always masked, they're always six feet or more apart, they're not together for a long period of time, and the space that they're in has uh, either good ventilation or even outdoors. The courts will provide all prospective jurors with information on safety procedures, The circuit court in St. Louis County will open its doors in October. A consulting group run by the former prosecutor for the city of St. Louis will look into personnel issues at the St. Louis County Jail. County Executive Sam Page says the Vera Casa group will identify areas for a broader investigation. Jennifer Joyce started that group in 2016 after leaving the circuit attorney's office. The investigation follows the departure of Raul Bonasco, He resigned as head of the Department of Justice Services last month after being accused by multiple jail employees of creating a hostile work environment. Others view those accusations as retaliation for changes that were being implemented. Veracasa expects the initial work to take about two weeks. There is no time frame for that more comprehensive investigation. Southern Illinois University is eliminating tuition for some low-income students. The Public Institution's Board of Curators has decided to not charge tuition or fees to in-state students whose families earn less than $63,000. Students will need to have good grades and still pay room and board. The waiver goes into effect next fall for new students. Washington University last year made college free for low- and middle-income students from Missouri and Illinois.
There's no shortage of political books published this election season, but few look anything like the one by Washington University professor D.B. Dowd. It's a satirical indictment of the Trump administration in the form of an illustrated ABC book, the sort that children use to learn the alphabet. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin asked Dowd for the story behind his book, A is for Autocrat. One thing I really wanted the book to do is, okay, it's kind of paradoxical, to use a form designed for small children to speak to adults about a very serious subject. It ultimately seemed correct to me because when we speak to kids about about hard subjects, we think really carefully about how we build those sentences and how we help a young person understand maybe that something really bad has happened or that there's a very challenging situation that's occurring. And we're in a moment of deep national crisis. And there is so much incautious, loose, irresponsible speech that it's sort of like whispering in a room where people are shouting. Okay, let's look at one of the spreads in the book. How about H? H is for hubris. (laughs) And uh, to illustrate that point, you use presidential advisors, Ivanka Trump and her husband, Jared Kushner. Why is that? He has inserted himself into these settings and responsibilities, as has his wife, that are simply beyond his experience level. There's something sort of offensive and deeply silly about them at the very same time. How did you illustrate the idea of those two representing H is for hubris? So I study illustration. I study the culture of illustration. I have kind of a big collection of period children's magazines. So I'm thinking about what are the visual sources for that? And then it was, boom, of course, Jack and Jill magazine ran these spreads in the late 40s, early 50s. The center spread was always a paper doll cutout set. Paper dolls were a very inexpensive amusement that involved a character, a figure, but then on this page with them, on the paper with them, would be different outfits that they could wear. You know, an evening gown or a business suit or uh, any number of the costumes of adulthood. And Jared and Ivanka have been playing grown-ups on the world stage. And your illustration for Ages for Hubris is two paper cutout dolls of Trump and Kushner with different outfits, uh, cowboy boots, a model jet plane, a baseball uniform. Yes. If I can put on the outfit, I can do it. DB, your father was a federal judge appointed by Ronald Reagan. And I know um, he passed away before the 2016 election, but you did have the chance to watch the Democratic and Republican conventions with him that summer. Has he been in your head at all as you've been working on this project? Yeah, I've thought about my dad a lot. I learned the disciplines of clear thinking from him. My politics diverged from his quite a while ago, but I always loved talking politics with him. And, you know, our dinner table was an exciting but hazardous place. If you wandered into a sentence or a paragraph ill-equipped to defend your position, you, you could get eaten for breakfast pretty fast. 
That was St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin speaking with author D.B. Dowd. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Before wrapping up, a big honor for a big-time broadcaster with strong ties to St. Louis. Joe Buck is going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I, I don't even know what to say. It's like, oh. I feel like, what? That's unbelievable. That audio of a surprised Joe Buck is from last night's broadcast on the NFL Network. The 51-year-old Buck is following in his father's footsteps. Jack and Joe Buck are the first father and son pair to win the Pete Rizal Radio Television Award and go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.